Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, that uh, lively, exciting, uh, rallying music can only mean one thing. It's the opening of this week's drive through HR. Hello, everybody. It's, uh, it's March 26th. I'm Robin Schooling, your, your host uh, for drive through HR. My co-host, Mike Vandervoort, is, is not with us today. So um, we're, we're going to have to dispense with that witty banter that, that Mike and I usually indulge in at the beginning of the show. But that's quite all right because I, I anticipate that our entire episode today is, is going to be just one, one episode full of witty banter. And uh, that's because our guest today is someone I'm really excited to talk to, Adam Karpiak. Hello, Adam. Hey, how are you? No pressure, right? That sounds great. <laughs> right. None at all. None at all. So um, I'm going to have you introduce yourself uh, to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about your background. This is like this. This is like everybody's favorite interview question, right? Yeah, Tell us about say, yourself. This is, this is, yeah, I'll say basically I'm going for an interview here. My my biggest weakness is caring too much. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I have been in recruiting, agency recruiting for 16 years now. Um, my first job out of school was an agency recruiter. I was there for eight years doing uh, the wonderful world of accounting recruiting. And then I went out on my own eight years ago this month as a, I gave notice as a birthday present to myself. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been uh, on my own since. And still, uh, still account- focused on accounting. And, and yeah, actually, yeah, actually just public accounting. I, I thought if I was going to go out on my own, it'd be easier with my OCD to have a laser focus as opposed to try to grab and, and uh, have various topics. So, yeah, just public accounting. Hmm. That's, uh, you know, that's the, um, I don't know. I guess anybody anybody working in any sort of field can say, you know, I've got it. You have no idea what I'm going through with the types of positions I need to recruit right. for. But you're, well, yeah, yours, I, yours has got to be full of fascinating uh, well, stories. <laughs> uh, well, you know, as you can tell, I have the personality of, of a public accountant, um, <laughs> get, get along very well. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. I, all job seekers are the same. Um, they might have different flags or different reasons for looking, but it's pretty translatable across the board, I found. Yeah. Yeah. So now, it, interestingly, you said you went right right from school into an agency. Yes. Yes. Did you uh, – Come on. Does anybody go through school thinking I want to be a recruiter? How did how did you land there? Uh, no, and you know what? I think I actually lied. Uh, there was <laughs> there was six months where I was a uh, where I did some uh, financial representative stuff, you know, life insurance and all that good stuff. Yep, yep. And I, I went to school. I was a political science major, 
and decided I did not want to do anything remotely related to that. So I, you know, got into sales. My personality was kind of, you know, salesy and personable and stuff like that. And, and I realized, you know, you know, it would be nice having maybe a salary or, or having money. So I decided to just put my resume online. And for some reason or another, I had the recruit, the word recruit on there. And I, I have no idea why, it, uh, but, you know, I was called in for an interview and I didn't even know what the job was. Even listening to him explain the job, I didn't care because there was a salary and I went with it. Yeah. So I don't know anyone that actually, you know, go, goes into it thinking, you know what, I want to be a recruiter. Uh, it's just not like one of those things that's on people's radar. Yeah. I, you know, I think the folks that I run into over the years that did have that as sort of a, gee, I want to, you know, get out of school and go right into recruiting. Yeah. The only folks I've run into that that seems to apply to are those who have parents who are recruiters yes. for some obscure reason. Yeah. Yeah, my, my son always says, like, you know, I want to be part of cardiac recruiting. And I say, yeah, we'll talk about it later. I don't know. I don't wish that on anyone. <laughs> we'll see. That's cardiac and sons recruiting them. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. If you want a fatty liver and that's reflux, we'll go for it, buddy. You know? Yep. That works. That works. So, yeah. you know, one of the, um, one of the things that um, caused us to say, let's get Adam on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, which we which we wrote up when we when we wrote up the episode was right. the fact that um, that you just lay it out there online um, in yeah. the most entertaining and delightful way I have to say oh, well, you know and recruiter recruiter Twitter is like on fire lately that you know, is a very HR Twitter niche, goes up and yeah. down yeah that is a very niche topic but yeah we it we is. have some fun with it I think. It, yeah. So what um what what do you owe that to? What do you owe that sort of um cesspool of angst <laughs> we can call it that that uh, you know so many people gravitate towards recruiters you know, and non-recruiters. Um I I think I I kind of wrote this up in my LinkedIn bio a while back when I was trying to differentiate myself in in terms of of being putting myself out there. And when you're a recruiter, you're, you're taught certain things. And one of them is other recruiters are your mortal enemy. You don't, you don't fraternize with other recruiters because they're the competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where you really can't commiserate because no one else really understands what you do, um, like family-wise yeah. or, you know, Thanksgiving is always fun because everyone thinks I work in HR or I'm a military recruiter. No one knows what the hell I do. <laughs> but other recruiters totally get it. And, and, I, and I think, you know, just – being honest and putting yourself out there, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I deal with that, too. Or, yeah, like, these people are crazy or, you know, clients are mm-hmm. insane or candidates, you know, you know, you do a 16-point font and sometimes it's not right. There's only things that other <laughs> recruiters can relate to. And I think candidates or not even, like, direct candidates, but people that are looking for a job appreciate the fact that, you know, um, I don't have a boss and, and the way that works is I think not having a boss allows me to be a little more honest with how recruiters look at job seekers. And because, you know, a lot of recruiters, um, yes, job seekers, they yes them to death and it's not really helpful. And I Mm -hmm. think that Mm -hmm. uh, by, by being on my own and not having to worry about, you know, being called into management one day because I made a joke, it's easier Mm -hmm. for people to approach me and and to ask questions and I could be honest with them. 
So, and I think, yeah. especially like on Twitter, you know, if we can do that in, in GIF form or GIF, you know, I don't want to start shit. So it's GIF or GIF. But, right. <laughs> but I don't need to deal with that again. But um, I think it's, it's relatable and, and people jump in. I mean, you see, I have recruiters, I have HR, I have just regular people that are just looking for a job. It's, it's, it's fun. And, yep. it's, and I think everyone learns something as well. Yeah. And I, and, and, and taking the fun aside, I think, um, you know, from the casual observer on the outside looking in happens upon one of these conversations going on Twitter mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, mm-hmm. and, and it's funny and it's humorous. Um, but there's a core of truth at the yeah. bottom of it. And I think it's mm-hmm. providing information to, to Sally job seeker out there Who's, yeah. who's questioning her own sanity. Yeah, <clears throat> um, exactly. You know, I, I, I love it. And I think the, uh, you know, I think the um, ability that we have, and when we have that ability, whether it be, you know, on the straight HR side or on the recruiting side, mm-hmm. the, the ability to sort of, you know, poke fun at some of the crazy yeah. shit that we have to do, yeah, is, totally. you know, also maintains our sanity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's part, you know, social media for me is part pressure cooker, letting out some of the steam and relaxing. And mm-hmm. and also letting people know that they're not alone. It's pretty relatable stuff. And, you know, something that someone said to me once was, you know, talking to you is like just going to a bar and having a drink and talking about my career, but yet you also know what appropriate Futurama mean to use. Like you totally get yeah. where I'm coming from and I can open up to you and I feel like you're not selling and I think that's what that's what especially job seekers are looking for. They're looking for empathy. And for the long the longest time, I found a lot of recruiters just didn't have that empathy because it's more of the sales mm-hmm. aspect. And so mm-hmm. this humanizes mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, and and to and to go back to something you said a, a few minutes ago, the uh, the ability a recruiter or an HR professional or a hiring manager for that matter to give real honest human mm-hmm. feedback to yeah. that person who was maybe the, you know, the other candidate, the the one who didn't get the job. Right. That is so desired. It's so wanted. It's so necessary. And when mm-hmm. you work um, certainly in-house, especially for a large mm-hmm. enterprise, um, mm-hmm. But even a small organization, people are just so reluctant to give that feedback and to yeah. be real and to be honest and to say, yeah. "Hey, hey, hey, Bob, here's 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 where stuff went sideways. Here's why you didn't right, get right. the job." And it's you know, having having uh, if I could wave my magic wand, you know, right. I would you know, a we'd have to remove the lawyers out of the equation and the litigious oh, yeah, exactly. out of the equation. Exactly. But, um, man, I wish we could just deal with each other as people, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And, and I think that's the biggest difference maybe between corporate and agency recruiting as well is that, you know, corporate, you know, or just even HR, you know, quarterbacking the process, their, their hands are so tied with feedback and protocol. Whereas, yeah. you know, uh, agency recruiters, we can go rogue a little. We, we, can, we can go off script and we can help out in terms of, you know, Maybe you shouldn't say this or do that. Or even if it's just, yeah, I'm pretty sure you smoked six cigarettes in the car on the way over. Let's, let's, let's make it right up a little, buddy. Let's, it's, you're really, it's going to be a problem. And even, you know, companies are so reluctant. There's, everything is 
they, they fear litigation. They fear social media now. And it's yeah. like everything's either, you know, the process is broken or it's not human. And they're afraid to say the wrong thing. And so I yeah. think especially, even if it's not my candidate, it's even better because I have an objective point. It's not, it's objective, but it's not, I'm not, I don't have any skin in the game. So if it's online, yeah, I can just throw, oh, well, clearly the recruiter thinks you're an idiot or clearly the hiring manager's playing you. It's easier for me to say that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. What, um, what are the, you know, you've not worked in-house. You've, you've always been no. in the agency, on the agency yeah. side. Where, where do you see the battles, if you will, um, that, you know, why are, why, are we, why are we battling sometimes between in-house and agency recruiters? You know, it's, um, it's the same family. I, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, again, you've been at your house Thanksgiving, at family, you know, fight. what happens, yeah. I think, I think personally is this as an agency recruiter in training, I mean, it's ingrained in you go around recruit, go around the corporate recruiter, go around HR, go behind yeah. your back, go straight to the hiring manager, go straight to the hiring manager. And how infuriating is that when you work internally and someone keeps going behind your back? Yeah. So yeah. when, when the, when the agency recruiter has to follow what their boss is saying and just totally screwing over HR or, or corporate, but they're going to get pissed. And, you know, I would be pissed too. It, it's not cool just to go behind the back or, you know, if you try playing both, you know, people that get in trouble playing both sides, trying to get a job order yeah. and recruiting out. It, it, I mean, it's, I think it's just based on bad behavior. Otherwise we all have the same goal. We all want to get these jobs filled and off our desk. So the hiring manager shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, there's no reason that we can't get along. My best friends professionally are in HR. They're not recruiters. They're in HR because I talk to them way more in terms of jobs and they've been to me about their hiring managers and what they're trying to fill and they're quarterbacking the process. And you know what? Quarterbacking a hire process is so low, right? On the priority list with everything else they have to do. If I'm making their job easier, I'm a saint. You have to try, you have to try to make them mad and you do. And that's where it all goes wrong. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes because the dynamic I've seen play out as well is um, <clears throat> that that in-house recruiter, that in-house HR leader, whoever it is that owns, mm-hmm. you know, X number of requisitions, um, mm-hmm. is charged with and, and sometimes has been hired to, um, you know, build build this build this talent yes. function. You know, yeah. create yeah. it, uh, you know, get it filled. Yes, you've got a staff. We're, we're giving you yeah. a staff of recruiters in-house, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then they feel that they've failed. Yes, right. If they have to, have to, I'm doing air, I'm doing air quotes in my No, no, my no you know, it's funny. I, um, I did air quotes twice, and I was so sad because it was on <laughs> video, and I was giggling to myself how awesome I looked. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, but, that, but that in-house person feel that they've failed if they yeah. themselves don't have the bandwidth or the capabilities yeah. or the specialty yeah. or the time, whatever it may be, yeah. to get that, to fill that position themselves. So they, yeah, I mean, they put their hands up and they keep you out. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, as a recruit, as, as an agency recruiter, that's the first thing you hear is, well, well, that's why they hired me. They hired me to fill these yeah. jobs. And it's like, okay, I'm not trying to step on your toes. I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm here. And I, and I think that's when, 
you know, as agency recruiters, we're trained to say, okay, thank you for that information. Screw you. No, I'm going to find out who the hiring manager is and make it the situation mm-hmm. sometimes worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, um, you know, one of the other relationships there, of course, in this, in this dynamic of getting people into jobs, um, mm-hmm. one of the other relationships, of course, is the relationship with the hiring managers themselves, mm-hmm. yeah. um, who may – who in your case may or may not be your direct client, or they may just be a, a byproduct of the, right. of the corporate client. Um, right. How how is a recruiter, you know, what what are the things that you've done over the years? What's sort of your playbook to build a good relationship with that hiring manager? Um, you know, it, it all starts with honesty and being upfront. Um, you know, if, if you can't fill a job for them, tell them. You know, if you don't have someone for the job order, tell them. If, if you don't have someone in the time frame that they need, tell them. That being said, okay, now that being said, if you're constantly telling them, I can't do it, I can't do it, they will stop calling. Don't get me wrong. That does not instill confidence in your abilities, okay? If you're constantly saying, I can't do this shit, I'm sorry, and throwing your hands in the air. That being yeah. said, they do appreciate that you're not going to keep dragging them on, dragging them on, and then sending either nothing or the wrong person. Honesty is where it starts. And then... I think related to that is pushback. And when you're offering mm-hmm. counterpoint to what the hiring manager is telling you, if the hiring manager is like, they should have this, I can say, no, Bob, they really don't because that's not relevant anymore. Or that's not how it works or they're paying a thousand more or I'm not seeing mm-hmm. that in the market. They appreciate market intelligence. Half the time they don't know what's going down the streets. You know, they, they have no idea. And then yeah. you, have to, and you have to keep in mind, the hiring manager is usually the one picking up the bulk of the extra work until they hire someone. They want to hire someone. They want it off their plate yeah. as well. And so you want to say, listen, I'm willing to help you, but you have to kind of, it's hard earning that trust, but you you earn like a chicken or the egg. You earn the trust by being honest, but then you also have to come through and then they don't believe you unless you are in trust. So pushing back, you just have to be careful not to be too oppositional because no one's ever said, Hey, well, who was that oppositional guy? He was a real dick. We should call him (laughs) and, and, and work with him, but you should be able to tell them, listen to me, I know what I'm talking about and be able to back it up. And, I, and just as mm-hmm. a sidebar, I think that's why recruiters should specialize in one field. And I'll stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it, it can be hard to be everything to everybody. Like, you yeah. Know, yeah, it I'm is. Gonna, I'm going to go from hiring a, you know, marketing well, coordinator yeah, like, to, a, you know, you see, you see it online developer. or, yeah, like if you're networking with someone, I am a specialist. I specialize in architecture landscaping, accounting, and housekeeping. Okay, cool. Those are yeah. you're better than I am. <laughs> I suck apparently, but okay. I can only do one like an asshole, but whatever. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, let me take a, let me do a brief reset here. We've, we're, um, okay. we're about two-thirds of the way through the show, and okay. uh, you're listening to Drive Through HR. Our guest is Adam Karpiak this week. We're talking – um, recruiting, stripped down recruiting, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up in a second. And um, <laughs> okay. thanks to our sponsor, Q Inc. And uh, now back, now back to the show. So, um, mm-hmm. so we labeled this episode uh, "Stripped Down Recruiting" because yeah. uh, you posed the question to me. You know, do I have to wear pants? Well, you know, to do, yeah. to do the show. It's one of my so, core beliefs. I do, think you know these things. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> What are some of the um, – so that made me think, because then my brain went off on a tangent. Um, <laughs> what are some here. of the crazy um, 
the crazy, uh, you know, candidates stories. Because um, I'm, 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 I just initially thought of mm-hmm. a video example I had. Somebody told me not that long ago where they, they got on a uh, a video chat with a candidate who mm-hmm. was um, a female naked from the waist up. Okay. Just to be clear so, for the listeners, uh, that wasn't me. That's what I said. I had nothing yeah, to do with that. Yeah. That wasn't a previous conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. So you've got loads of, you've heard loads of things and are experiencing themselves. What are some of the crazy job seekers, that candidates that stand out in your mind? You know, it, it's, it's hard because I always know that the, the, the stories that I know are always based on just lack of information and not knowing how to handle things. And it's just, you know, just sometimes honesty is just too hard, you know, like with biggest weaknesses. And, you know, someone will say, like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm horrible at my job. And I've had someone say that before. And, like, I'm bad at what I do, but I need mentoring. And, and so the client was like, I'm sorry, I can't hire someone that says they're bad at their job. And it's things like that. Now, there's other times where, like, um, you know, I had, a, a, I know a woman that went in there. She brought in lattes, you know, to impress the interview panel. And <laughs> And I was like, because she asked me before, because I knew she was, it wasn't my candidate. She goes, should I do that? And I was like, no. And it was just like a flat no, hard pass. And she was like, no, I think it would really stand out. And I said, all right, whatever. And so she brought it in. And, you know, who would have thought that of four people in a room, you would somehow gather three lactose intolerant and one tea drink. <laughs> and so she stuck with, you know, four lattes and she just put them down gently. And then it was, it was over in like 20 minutes and she felt bad. And I, you have to remember everything that the candidates do wrong. I say wrong. I'm doing air quotes now. Also, everything they do wrong yeah. is this lack of, of understanding because someone didn't take the time um, to explain yeah. things to them. So I feel bad. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes people say to me, like, don't you feel bad, you know, making fun. And, and you know, I, I don't make fun personally. I would never try to make anyone feel bad, but I, I try to make things learning and I try to make things learning points. So maybe others know how to handle things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and again, you know, I think not being part of the corporate structure, you know, being my own boss, I have a little more leeway to do things like that. I, um, you know, and I've gone, personally, I've gone back and forth um, in-house recruiting, in-house HR, and I've also mm-hmm. gone back and forth a variety of industries. Um, mm-hmm. So everything from higher education to healthcare to, you know, casinos to right. chemical plants. I mean, I've done it all. Right. And, um, you know, I, I had quite a bit of time in organizations where we're doing a lot of, you know, entry-level hiring, service jobs, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, light industrial manufacturing type positions, things of that nature. And my heart um, would always, yeah, it's sort of the same thing. I would, I would kind of be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this crazy person did X. But my heart would break because – Quite often, it was it was people who were um, a finding it hard to remain employed for a variety of personal reasons and or skills that or experiences. But I would get people that would come in that had no idea that it was not right. appropriate to bring their bag of McDonald's in and sit down for an interview right. and right. proceed to open it up, or and, uh, you know, had a woman. Right. Um, you know, brought, uh, I remember one time came in for an interview with our, our recruiter and brought her infant right. and proceeded to put the infant on the on the table. This is how long ago it was, paper applications. Right. 
put the infant down on the table and started to change its diaper in front well, of you know what? If, you know, if, if that person wants to hire it right then and there, the process is broken. I'm telling you right now. Because that's not how we do things in 2019, yeah. all right? We hire these yeah. <laughs> immediately. Um, yeah, but no, that's, yep. that's a great point because and, – and that goes along with, you know, say like LinkedIn, right? And then people will reach out to me or other people and be like, hey, you know this person at Company X. Can you recommend me for this job? Hell no, I can't recommend you for that job. I have no <laughs> idea who you are or what you're going to do when you go in there. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, for example, one time – this wasn't me. I didn't recommend anyone, but, you know, someone was telling me that someone came in and, you know, it looked completely normal. Everything was fine. for an interview. Towards the end of the interview, the person interviewing them noticed popping out of the um, out of the person's briefcase, it was like a stuffed squirrel head, and they they legitimately thought it was like a real like taxidermy thing, like just the head sticking out of the briefcase. And you know that was like a real sobering moment for me, and I thought to myself, there is zero chance I'm recommending anyone for anything ever again, just in case, because I would yeah. never want anything like that to come back to me. And as, and yeah. so people just don't know what they don't know, and it's a shame. Yeah. And I th- and it's and it's and it's sometimes there are certainly people that have had the opportunity to learn what yeah. their conduct should be and they just choose yeah. to ignore it. Um and then there are those that for whatever reason, um uh, education, upbringing, you know, other mm-hmm. crap going on in their lives, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they just need a job. And they need a job. Yeah as much as anybody else and they just that it's hard for them to navigate right navigate the experience and then when we give them more and more and more hoops to jump through right that just beats them down even further yeah and you know um, and I think that's that's where recruiters come into play like you don't not everyone has to be a candidate to you for you to be nice to them you know some people they just need someone to hold their hand and tell them this is how it's going to be it's going to be okay but you have to listen to me and, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I, this isn't my first rodeo. I've been here. I've done these things. This is what you're doing wrong. Now, if you want to be stubborn or not listen, that's okay. That, that's your prerogative. But I can tell you yeah. this is something you want to look at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it, the beauty of, again, being um, being on your own, being being a third-party agency recruiter, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you have that ability. Um, folks that work on your side – um, truly do have the opportunity to have those conversations yeah. with the with the candidates um in a whole lot more realistic fashion because i right. <clears throat> I've certainly worked at organizations where even in house the in house recruiting team tried to replicate that that sort of that yeah, concept you know i'm i'm i've you know in her internal recruiter does a screening interview. Mm-hmm. Feels really strongly. Talks to the hiring manager. Wants to get Sally in front of the hiring manager. Right, goes to in-house bat, so recruiter. Right. Works with Sally. Hey, yeah. Sally. You know, let me prep you as much as I can. But in-house, right. there's still a lot of um, no. Don't prep them too much. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let them, let it's, them cheat. it's cheating. It's quote unquote cheating. Rise or fail right. on their own. You know. Right. Yeah. Mentality. Right. Or you can say, you know, like whereas an agency recruiter, you can say. You know, you're going in there tomorrow, and I just want to tell you, you look super creepy in that trench coat. Could you leave it in the window with yeah. bad? Like, can you not bring it in and see how it goes? It's a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cre- creepy, creepy, uh-oh, creepy trench coat guy is here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone starts whispering and yeah. giggling, and then it's, not, it's downhill from there. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. What um what what here's a big question to wrap it up because we've got like about a, here a minute for you to give me this profound answer. Sure. Um when you look at and this this is eagle eye view. Um mm-hmm. the recruiting recruiting process, hiring process. Yeah. What's yeah. what are the top things that are broken? What do we need to fix? You know, honestly, I don't think anything's broken. I think it's a situation of people doing what they're supposed to do. I, I think I think the process is there, and it's like it's like Nick Foles with the Eagles, and and I will always quote Nick Foles because he gave the Eagles the Super Bowl. But he played within the system. The system is fine. I think it's a fine system. It's just people screw it up, and if everyone just does the system, yeah, I've always said I've I've been saying this, and I get into a lot of fights. I think I think it's a fine system. People get hired all the time. You know, they really do. Yeah. It's just that, you know for the most part, recruiters muddle it up because they don't explain what they do correctly. They don't do their jobs correctly. And then it turns into, you know, I didn't get feedback or I got ghosted. And then I have to, you know, take a shot because I play the ghosted drinking game online. Every time I see ghosted, I drink, but yep, it, yep. it's a good, it's a good process. It really is. It's just, everyone has to do it right. And I think the onus really falls on the external recruiters when they're involved because they're the ones that really screw it up. Hmm. I love it. Good, 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 good. Well, we're, uh, I can't believe it. We're at the end. Yeah, that was. Already. I mean, I, so. this this annex is going to take a while to wear off. I mean, that was quick. Okay. <laughs> so thank you uh, again, our guest Adam Karpiak uh, from Karpiak. Thank you. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Karpiak Consulting. Um, tell our listeners, Adam, where they can find you. Uh, KarpiakConsulting.com. I'm on LinkedIn. You search Adam Karpiak, or on Twitter, I'm Adam underscore Karpiak. Fantastic. <laughs> We appreciate you so much joining us on the drive-thru. Have a uh, lovely rest of the day. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.